and welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. I'm Mallory. I'm Tamu. <laughs> and we are here today with Miss Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we are glad that you actually were able to make it here today because we thought we scared you away. Yes. So quickly, Hannah was the, our person who was doing our EQ tests, our emotional intelligence tests, and then we broke her and she decided not to go forward in that career path. So... <laughs> We're super excited to have her here in a different capacity as, you know, Social Justice Book Club creator and founder, um, which is probably, I think, better because we did break you. So we apologize for that. Um, Our bad. I will say that that probably is more a reflection of my own emotional intelligence (laughs) levels than yours. No. Well, we're still glad you're here and you're being nice. We understand. <laughs> um, the real reason we had you here was so we could ask the 20 questions and you could lie. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so I brought my <laughs> <laughs> No, we're here. Um, the first thing that uh, we want to talk about, because you, um, you have your own book club, right? Uh, yes. Um, it's called Social Justice Book Club at the Golden Valley Library. That's awesome. And so how long has it been going? Since May, so we just had our fourth session. It's a monthly um, book club. So, and you have you have Fairies. a lot of people. It's the uh, second yeah. most popular book club in the Golden Valley Library. Woo! Right? <laughs> I did not know that. Well, I'm assuming because you told me that the first book club only has like 19 or 20 people, and yours has 13 people. True. the The biggest one had to split into two. Mm. So that's okay. apparently a mark. Of, wow. So once social justice book club breaks into two, I'll know. There you go. <laughs> that's true <right>. success. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that in the actual episode. But for this right here, I wanted to ask about since you read a lot of books and they're about social justice or just somewhere in the book. I don't know exactly everything that you read. So book she rec- reads a lot. She does. <laughs> so book recommendations, whether it be for what you currently are already doing or um, just in general, favorite book, that kind of thing. Where well, do you start, I guess, also <laughs> with social justice? Um, well, I would not say I'm an authority <laughs> per se, but I will say that I brought two books. Oh. Um, and these are kind of have a race equity focus, um, but also provide some very like tactical things of like, so a lot of times the question comes up, so what do we do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do to be an ally? What do you do to be like better at like being more inclusive? White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. And for our listeners, I'm holding up the actual <laughs> physical book to show Tamu and Mallory. <laughs> um, but basically, it is talking about why it's so hard to talk to white people about racism. Mm-hmm. It's very accessible. Like Robin D'Angelo has a PhD and is highly academic, but the book does not read in that language. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean by accessible in this uh, context. And also at both the end of White Fragility and the other book I have here is called My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Menachem. This one, My Grandmother's Hands, focuses on um, African Americans, uh, white Americans, and police officers are like the three kind of groups that the content is geared towards. Mm. And it talks about how each of these three groups um, like has 
trauma within their bodies and give specific ways of like how to heal from that oh, and wow. like things you can do um, to like just figure out like next steps and like like I said, kind of like, what can you do is always a question. And so these two books, I think, do a really nice job of like offering some ideas sure. and like a framework for like things you could actually do. I don't know if I'm oh, no, following the question, but I would um, say those two books come to mind right away. I'm actually really <laughs> curious because an article had come out a couple of years ago talking about that um, trauma actually transcends through like transcends mm-hmm. <laughs> through genes. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So that is what that book actually goes into yes. more, talking about hands. that. Yeah. Yes. Because a lot. Well, because I remember talking to someone else about that, and they were like, mm. "I was like, when you think about it in a scientific way, it makes sense. Right. Like, if you go through a trauma, you're That's having a kid. Your right. next kin is going to be like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're going to put some DNA in here to make sure they can survive it better because right. clearly this is a problem. <laughs> and not to mention that your face will be asymmetrical because your parents had trauma. Is yeah. that remember? Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Your mother gives you all of your fucked up face. <laughs> well, and I also think too, it it works for like resilience too. Mm-hmm. And so, like when like if a person makes a change, like that can actually not only go to like the next generation biologically, but even people you come sure. in contact with can somehow it like works that <laughs> your resilience can spread and trauma can spread so mm-hmm. it kind of it's like always kind of a delicate fluid dance. and so I don't know <laughs> I mean I'm I'm in it I'm in this work and I'm figuring it out like what it means to me um, but it's really important to think about our bodies right <laughs> and sure. how all of this lives in us mm-hmm. so how do you choose your next that book I had just sort of picked books that were helping. So the initial process was I had a partner, an accountability partner, who is Tiffany, I think. Mm-hmm. She's been on the show, although I don't know if that episode <laughs> has aired just yet. But Tiffany was basically helping me figure out like how to interpret and like turn the, the books I was reading into like actionable items. And Honestly, the Social Justice Book Club was one of the items that has come out of those discussions. And so anyway, so I was initially had this like I would read a book and then I would like write a paragraph about what I heard in the book and then what it like meant to me and how I had like changed as a result of like reading that book. What was the question again? <laughs> I go down <laughs> these paths. How do you find the books to read? Oh, yeah. So initially I was just like listing for two. So since 2019 is sort of the pilot of the Social Justice Book Club, mm-hmm. if you will, um, I had just picked books that I was like currently reading. And so that's how I got the 2019 book list. Now, for 2020, I'm taking in feedback and recommendations from book club members mm-hmm. in order to formulate the, I also, though, as a complicating factor, have to work, like, not have to, get to work with the library, but the library doesn't always have enough copies oh, of yeah. certain books. Mm-hmm. And what the feedback they've heard is, is if if they go, if a person comes into the library and they're, and the, all the copies are gone, they will actually not go to the book club because they haven't read the book oh, because right. it wasn't available. That's true. Yeah. So we're really trying to find books that the library has, like, at least 20 copies sure. of 
because otherwise it, we might run out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's hard because I want to put, like, as I'm getting the feedback, I want to put those books on the list. And yet I also, if the library doesn't have it, it's kind of, sure. I don't want to force people other, to buy them. How does that other popular group do if they're split well, into they're two? they're reading popular books. Oh, okay. They're not doing books that <laughs> That That's a shady. whole other thing. <laughs> they they're not reading books that Look matter. At that That's shade. not true. <laughs> Every book matters, but yeah, all books that matter. <laughs> book, life, book lives matter. Let's not know. let's not take this into another. We don't need to over-explain. <laughs> right. Stop talking. Got it. <laughs> so, are the librarians the cops in this? Is that what you're? Well, we're... <laughs> To bring it back to our old podcast, Trashy Book Nook, we had the same problem where we would use library books from the Hennepin County Library, and sometimes they would be, they'd only have a copy or three copies or something like that, or no digital copies, or one digital copy. So, you know, we did experience that as well, and that's kind of how we ended up just buying free books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which made the quality worse. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I think it's it's really great what you're doing mm -hmm. um i love that you're getting people do you have a pretty diverse group right now so in the beginning of the book club i ask everyone to introduce themselves and we talk about pronouns and um, racial identity and any other social identities that are important to um, anyone in the room and i would say that every single session we've had at least one person of color um, as many as four or five, I think, was the most we've had in a group. And then we also had someone who identified as an older adult, as a, as a, as a marginalized identity mm -hmm. of, like, ageism. Sure. Is what that Was that you, Tamu? That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you shit because you call Tamu, yourself old. Tamu was on the younger side of this I was on the younger crowd. side this time and felt <laughs> nice about it <laughs> yeah, well so golden valley has an aging predominantly white population mm -hmm. so it makes sense that the book club <laughs> yeah. would reflect that yeah. <laughs> stylish gals i will say that yeah yes mostly women we've had three men total so my kids always ask were there boys at book club <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's good to know though i mean when mm -hmm. you think about it it's just it is kind of interesting that it's all women yes yeah. and I think it's also interesting, too, that the library does seem to run out of the copies, but I know that not that many people are coming, but the books are getting read, right. so which is, I think, also a good sure. thing. Sure, yeah. The they just might not have been able there. to make it because it's the summertime and schedules mm -hmm. and all those sorts of things, or life just happens. Or they're like me, and I'm one of those type where I'm like, I want to know what they're reading, and I'll read it, but I just don't want to be a part of the community because I'm a horrible human being. Well, I mean, that's Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> and me so this is a big <laughs> this is a big deal me going to your book club which I found fascinating and I really did enjoy reading the book because you do the books that you pick aren't they're also specific to their local authors as well so the book that we read which was a good time for the truth was a compilation of stories written by people of color in the state of Minnesota and their experience and I think that that's important especially in this particular state that we live in which is predominantly white for people to really read and understand other people's perspectives on on how really not a hundred percent diverse and open the the state that we live in is even though it looks progressive on the outside so i really enjoyed it and i learned a lot about native sorry indigenous culture 
um, which is something that I always feel gets kind of forgotten in the narrative of a lot of things. But, you know, that's they've experienced the worst of it just as much as blacks have and, and other marginalized groups have as well. And they probably experience more of it because they don't have as big, as big of a voice to shout as other groups do. So, Well, I mean, we literally were trying to eradicate them. Well, yeah. Like... We were keeping you guys around because you were slaves, but we were like, you know what? Bye, we natives. Need, we yeah, don't need we you. we don't need you. So it's been, it's really interesting in that respect. And also I think too, especially in this book that we were reading, there are also Korean adoptees. So Korean Americans who were transnat or transnational adoptions. I can't remember the term for it, but hearing those stories or reading those stories as well was interesting because I, you know, I do know some Koreans who were adopted and and what their experiences are like and the fact that Asian Americans also have that same issue as indigenous people where their voices don't get heard because people have the assumption that they're accepted in this culture as white per se but they're not and so it's just really interesting to kind of remember as you were saying like just making sure that you kind of keep track of things that it's not just you it's a bunch of other people too and we all deserve the space and have the rights to have to say what we have to say and voice our experiences. So it's really good to keep reading those stories. Well, yeah, and that's why another reason why I think that I, a lot of people, it's good that you're getting more and more people involved in that because um, we didn't say it on air, but that's oh, yeah. how that came mm-hmm. across where I was saying, you know, I remind myself by immersing myself. Like I force myself to follow people who are within certain cultures or certain disabilities or because in that way it is a daily reminder of, okay, yeah, hey, check yourself. This is sort of a thing that's happening right now. And so to be able to have that and then have open discussions, mm-hmm. how heated does your does it does it get heated at all? Or is pretty much everyone like, Yep, yep, that's about right. I mean well, it's still Minnesota. So we, I would <laughs> Well, the people don't know. Like, I remember in college, I mean, I know that we talked about how I didn't know racism existed mm-hmm. until I was 16. Mm-hmm. But, like, in college, like, there's a book uh, that I read called The Lynchings of Duluth. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one talks about that. Right. It's like you have to seek this out to know we had shit yeah. going on. So continue. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning just as much and as you everyone else in the club. you did that walking tour, right? Oh, yeah. Your Minnesota tour of the slavery. I can't remember what you and Tiffany did. The Twin Cities Pilgrimage. Yes. 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 Was that great? I mean, it was. I mean, I needed it. I'll say that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? This one was taking... This is the African-American yeah. experience in the Not Twin the native cities. one that she was going to go to. Oh, yes. oh, okay, okay. Yep. So there's the Dakota Sacred Sites Tour, which I have yet to do, um, and the Twin Cities Pilgrimage, which Tiffany and Maria and I did mm-hmm. back in June, I think it was. So it was it was their first ever kind of doing that um tour and experience and it's led by pastor danny givens who is just an amazing person and also tour guide of the experience (laughs) and we went we started at the two rivers overlook which is where i think it's mississippi and minnesota rivers come together i can't remember i should know this (laughs) but it's right near fort snelling Mm -hmm. um which has really meaningful history for both Dakota people and African Americans because in Minnesota we actually did have slaves yep. in 
the early 18. to mid 1800s and it's also like where the Dakota people like literally started mm. and so it's it, it's really and now we're seeing this effort to change the name of Fort Snelling mm. which, yeah there's a lot of I don't know if you felt that there but the couple times that I've been there like it, it's got an energy <laughs> that I don't know if a lot of people are paying attention to, but I hope that the, the name change and stuff. Well, even because, with Bidet yeah. McCoskey, mm-hmm. yeah. like, that is a huge, I, I don't know if you've seen the TED Talk by Kate, I don't know if it's if she goes by Katie or Kate Bean, but talks about like how her family was involved and like her sister is a lawyer and they had gone to the state and basically said, we want to know the process for changing the name of the lake and you know basically was met with like every excuse like we don't have a process and you know they just said okay well let's create a process let's, right and then I mean and they like and they did it like now it's changed and yep. now like we're going to be changing the names of like Calhoun Parkway and mm-hmm. like other like street namings and mm-hmm. things and well my goodness all the streets would have to change Especially presidential streets. Oh, God, yeah. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Northeast Minneapolis, what are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everyone will complain about it, but I left for, like, what, two years, and I came back, and they made everything one ways, so I think oh. we can survive a name change. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about ways in Google Maps for a while. It's going to be a mess. Ways is the worst anyway. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> I don't use ways. <laughs> We should get paid by Google. (laughs) It's true. So one of the books that I want to read for 2020 is called North Country. And I cannot remember the author's name off the top of my head. But anyway, it it talks a lot about that history of like how this actually happened in Minnesota. And I think that the kind of tagline of the book is like the definitive history of the state of Minnesota. Right. And so... I I think that it's really important to understand. Like in the beginning of book club, like we'll say, you know, we recognize that we're sitting on the land of the Dakota people, and that's kind of become a best practice for hosting conversations. But like, do we as a as a club book club like really really understand right. what that is? Right. And so I want to try to fa- like get I us like all mm-hmm. in a better place around when we say that. It means something more than just saying it. So you are would love to have people come to your book club. So anybody who is local listening to this, please check it out. I've been trying to get some of my friends to bring their kids because clearly people have a social justice focus a lot of the time. And I think it would be good for teenagers to kind of get involved in that and kind of start to read and understand what's going on in their world. And I think they're a little bit more curious because I have a friend, Kelly, who her daughter... She wants to really bring her daughter to your club. So hopefully I can get them to get over there and do that at some point in time. And I know you'll listen, so there you go, Kelly. Boom, <laughs> put you on the spot. <laughs> but also, do you have like a Facebook or anything? Because even for people who are listeners who are like, but I just want to know what they're reading. Like Mallory. Well, now I'm thinking even, because we have people who are in like Canada and like sure. London. That's true. <laughs> they don't want to read it. <laughs> but do you have something that they can be like, oh, I just want to know a list of like what they're reading or um, that they can communicate via online if they can't get to the book club? I would say that, well, the short answer is no, not exactly. I would say 
if um, someone was interested, please email me and I will send you the book list. Oh, that's great. Yeah, basically I send out one email a month with the discussion questions for the next month as well as relevant like links to either podcasts or resources or articles or whatever that kind of are in the general theme of whatever book we're reading. I have not really explored the online format yet. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant because I think that it it can get overwhelming very quickly. Mm. (laughs) And so, I don't know, I'm still thinking through how that could look and also be helpful Mm -hmm. and also be manageable by me to like know what is on there and be able to respond and like I have to have the capacity (laughs) to, to do that. Um, I also want the group to help in deciding some of those things of like what tools do we use because if you go in a certain direction it might it might then become like not accessible to certain Mm. members of the club and so I'm still just trying to like let the group sort of settle and kind of figure out like what makes the most sense yeah so I don't have a great answer for that except for I definitely will like let anyone who emails me and my email is h carney H-C-A-R-N-E-Y at U-M-N dot E-D-U. And we'll have that um, on our site and stuff too, if uh, that's okay. Yeah, of, of course. And the other thing is the, the Golden Valley Library does have a list also, um, but they only do it like one or two or three books right. maybe at a time. So you can kind of see like a current snapshot, but you won't have like the full list of like right. the whole year. So, and the 2020 book list, I'm hoping to finalize within the next month. We, we definitely know that My Grandmother's Hands will be the January book, and then a book called American Prisons by Shane Bauer will be the February book, and that looks into, like, the privatized prison system and how people are profiting off of prisons and lobbying for policies that will put more people in jail for not very serious crimes. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. probably the best way right now is to just okay. email me sure. as we go along. And <laughs> oh, You're growing from my understanding. Yeah. yeah, well, I've been like tracking. So the email list, I think we have like 50 people on the email list. And then I've also been tracking just like the number of people who have like engaged in any way. So like if they liked something, if they thanked me for a post or whatever, I just like jot down their names. And I would say that list is probably more like between 80 and 90 people that have like engaged mm-hmm. in some way. That's so great. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's grow. It is yeah. growing. Yeah. I mean, those are like teeny numbers compared to like Bad at Love, who's oh, at five thousand. No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Over how many Over episodes? It's fine. Two years. Yeah. <laughs> We're about the same. <laughs> no, we love what you're doing, and I will make it to a book club. The reason why I couldn't come wasn't because I was lazy as fuck. It was also because I work until six. So yeah, no, come anytime. <laughs> and the lazy part. <laughs> even yeah even if you don't read the book it's still like come like yeah. there's not a quiz we don't like really you know call you get out tattoos to... to make sure that you actually <laughs> the real people <laughs> had i only known that <laughs> yeah. the the discussions are really um i learn something every time and they're really motivating for the next like I'm always motivated to come back and like re-engage and analyze like what I can do differently. So 
Oh, that's great. I tell, yeah, I invite you or listeners to come anytime you can. Just come however you are yeah. <laughs> and be there. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We can be found at Battle of Pod for Twitter, Battle of Podcast for Instagram. Thank you, Hannah, for... Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Talking about your book club. And <laughs> we'll get you in the next episode. Yeah. Yay.